Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. So today I have a guest interview that I am so excited to share with you. I am chatting with Judy Weber and she is a business coach and scaling strategist. And so today Judy is dropping some gems on what you need to do to double down on your marketing in 2024, the importance of being rooted in your identity in Christ and so much more. It is such a great conversation that I cannot wait for you to listen to. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation with Judy Weber. Hey friend, thanks for tuning in to a Purposeful Brand Podcast, a space where faith and entrepreneurship come together to ignite your purpose. If you're a Christian mom who dreams of building a business that not only thrives, but aligns with your faith and allows you to stay home with your kids, well, you found your tribe. I'm your host, Jessica, and each week we're diving deep into the world of purpose-driven entrepreneurship. In each episode, we chat about topics like faith-infused business strategies, time management, identifying your unique gifts, practical tips to help you build a purposeful brand, and having heart-to-heart conversations with successful Christian women who've walked the path you're on. Get ready to fuel your journey with faith, purpose, and unstoppable drive. Let's empower you to use your God-given gifts, make an impact for the kingdom, and live a life of fulfillment. So stay tuned because this is where faith meets business and where your entrepreneurial dreams fuel your God-given mission. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a special guest for you that I am thrilled to announce. I've got Judy Weber here. She is a business coach and scaling strategist, and she is on a mission to normalize miraculous results for Christian women in business. Her extensive corporate experience includes winning trials in the courtroom as an attorney and leading senior level management in the boardroom as a C-suite executive is unparalleled in the business coaching and advisory marketplace. Her proprietary business growth and scaling methodologies have helped hundreds of service-based business owners build lucrative businesses with simplicity and joy. Judy is committed to helping 1,000 women make their first 100K and 100 women make scale towards seven figures in 2025 of that. Past clients' results include quadrupling annual revenues, repeated six-figure launches, and achieving near 80% conversion on sales consults. Her sophisticatedly simple business model paves the way for leveraging marketing efforts, optimizing operations, and boosting profits. Judy is also the founder and host of the globally ranked Joyful Scaling Podcast, which is dedicated to all things life and business for Christian women. And she is a sought after keynote speaker, inspiring women across the US and around the world to pursue the impossible, boldly living their faith in their business, aka faith-fueled business. I am all about this. I love it. Thank you, Judy, for joining me here on A Purposeful Brand. I'm so honored to have you on the podcast. Jessica, the honor is mine. It is so great to be here with you. So excited. So Judy, tell me, so you practice law for what, 20 years before you were in business? Kind of. I I say that because I took some time off to raise my kids. So, Uh but yes, I've been licensed since 95. Yes. So what was that experience like from going from the courtroom to motherhood and taking that time off and then entering the entrepreneurship space? Yeah, it's a long and windy story, so I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> in 95, I graduated from Villanova, which was, which was crazy because I come from poor stock. We had no money. Dad was a factory worker. Mom stayed home, and there were six of us. 
And so we lived very humbly, but I never felt poor until I got to college and saw other people have all these fancy things. I'm like, whoa, what is this? You know, they have their own cars. What? So that was kind of crazy. But when I graduated uh, law school and got a wonderful job in a greater Philadelphia area law firm, it was actually in Wilmington, but that's right over the bridge um, and got to work at such a high level. I loved it. But I soon realized that as a woman, who knew that I wanted to have kids. And if God were to bless me with that, that that would be my focus. I soon realized, especially after I announced that I was pregnant with my first child, that I was blacklisted. Okay, Judy, you're not making partner. Okay, because you're not dedicated because you don't want to be here 24 seven. I mean, really, I have stories that would wrinkle your toes. It wow. was insane things that people have told me. Um, and in particular, the thing that was most hurtful, Jessica, was that I have always been a women's advocate probably because that's how mama raised me. And I always want to help women. Like you, you mentioned on my show that you're an encourager. That's that's my gift from the Lord above mm -hmm. all, I believe. And so it floored me that partners at the firm chastised me because yeah. how dare I want to have a child before I make partner. And then the men were like, oh, I don't want a harassment suit, sexual harassment. So I was, I was kind of ignored by the men and ignored by the women. And I just felt like, hello, I want to work, you know, it's kind of a strange thing. So anyway, long story short, after my third child was born, I stepped away from the practice of law within months. That was back in 2003. I started my first business as an interior decorator, having zero formal experience, zero. <laughs> but here's what I knew I had. I knew I had a knack and I loved HGTV. I was an HGTV junkie. So I watched design show after design show. And I really knew that. And I, and that's the thing I knew, I believed that I could help people. And so I went to a home show and in a weekend I had 14 appointments and I closed 10 of them. Wow. So within a couple of months, I had more work than like, I was like, okay. I said to my husband, I said, okay, now I have all this work. How am I going to get it done? <laughs> so Lots of windy. Uh, eventually went back to the practice of law, went through a divorce, la la la, ended up going in-house. And in about 2016, 2017 is when my sister and I went into business as coaches. She was a real estate team leader making almost a million bucks a year. Wow. And of course I had, I didn't mention, but I had my real estate license and kind of did that part-time along the way too. And I was award-winning and all that. So we worked with real estate brokers, team owners, and agents and did really, really well. But my sister and I do business very differently. And in 2019, we split. And so the summer of 2019 was spent with my Bible in my lap, this pen, not this pen, but a pen <laughs> and a notebook and a lot of tears. Lord, what's next for me? Where do yeah. I go? And after it took almost the entire summer, it was like mid-July. And I really heard from him. I need you to expand beyond real estate. And I need you to focus on my girls the mm -hmm. daughters of the king. And so Christian business coaching is what I've been doing ever since then. And I will tell you my zhuzh, and I asked you about that on my show, yeah. my zhuzh is, and I didn't realize this until, you know, a couple of years ago, that what I really do is I teach women how to think strategically to win in business. And how I do that is the same way that I thought strategically to win my cases, because I was mm -hmm. a successful trial lawyer. So it's funny how God took me through all that windy road and everything that I have in the experience and the education I use every day. Yes. I, I love that. I love how 
you talk about your experience in the courtroom and how that translated to what you do now in teaching simplicity in business. Because when we think of pursuing God's call, like he called you to work and coach his daughters, all of that was preparing you and leading you to what you're doing now. And I think so many women, uh, they, they feel like their experiences maybe don't have any meaning to them or they're not able to draw from that and use those experiences in the call of entrepreneurship. And that's just such a great example that everything that he is working up to you up until now is all going to be used for something. Amen. Nothing so is wasted. Nothing exactly. is exactly. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And so you started, so you went from lawyer and then you started this business with your sister. And so when you got into coaching, what did, what did that look like for you for, with coaching and to Christian business coaching, where did you start with that? Mm, so good. Okay. So, so my twin sister and I, when we worked together, we had a methodology. I, what I didn't mention is between college and law school, I was in sales. So I feel like I was in sales or persuasion. Like I'm, I'm <laughs> selling my case to the jury and to the judge, if you will. So I had lots and lots of sales and marketing experience. But when I went out on my own, again, sitting on that couch. And since then, the Lord has downloaded me methodologies, hmm. right? And so it is not just a willy nilly thing. And it is not just kind of, you know, sit around and wait for the Lord to bring clients your way. We do have to trust, yeah. but there is a process. And so for those listening that aren't yet at 100K, for example, I have a simple three steps that take you from, hello, my business isn't working <laughs> to, oh, wow, now I hit 10K months. And mm -hmm. it really hinges on number one, having an offer that truly is irresistible for your best client. And I know we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. So it's the right offer until you have that. And a part, a big part of that is knowing who your best client is until mm -hmm. you have that you're going to be struggling just because you're doubting and there's nothing clear for you yeah. or for anybody else. So the right offer. And then we have to do joy infused marketing, marketing that feels good for you and for the person that's observing it. And then finally, authentic ethical selling, selling that doesn't feel slimy, but at the same time, you are bold because if we don't share our zhuzh mm -hmm. <laughs> and how we can help people, then we're not going to sign clients. Absolutely. I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, so tell me a little bit more about this best client, because you have a little bit of a different like perspective on your best client versus like niche. So can you explain that a little bit more? Yes, yes. Your niche and best client, they sometimes get confused. And I think it's really important to make sure what the difference is, because it's important. Your best client is simply who you serve. And so what I find is that so many women, we have a heart to serve. And so when I say, who's your best client? They say, well, I can serve everybody. Wait a minute. In love, I say, that's not the question. Yes, you can serve everybody, but who will you serve? In today's market, 2024, if you are a generalist, if you are not talking to a particular segment of the market, nobody's going to hear you. Right. So real quick example, anybody out there that's a health coach, I help women. Well, if you're saying I help women, you're going to struggle. But if you have the boldness, go to the Lord and just and let him tell you who it is. Maybe you would say, I'm going to help new moms lose that last 10 pounds of baby fat. 
and get yeah. back to those genes. Or I'm going to help midlifers deal with the belly bulge and the brain fog and the whatever. It's that specificity of best client that is pivotal because your marketing is informed by it. If you don't have that, your marketing is going nowhere. Now that's related to, but different than your niche, right? So, so your niche was what I was talking about in that I'm going to not just help with health, I'm going to focus on food, or I'm going to focus on healthy living as a person in a certain stage of life. So there is some overlap. Let me give you for my example. So, so my best client in my accelerator is a smart, determined, driven woman who's had success in her past, whether in corporate or in professional capacity of some way. But now she's transitioned or has transitioned into entrepreneurship and she's about, you know, 45 to 55. That is my best client. That is who mm-hmm. all of my marketing talks to, right? But but my niche is I'm going to get you to that first 100K in a way that allows you to have a life. So I don't know if I'm yes. making it as clear as it was in my mind when I started, but <laughs> so they're related, but the niche is with this group of people, what am I going to do with them? What am I going to teach them? specifically. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, it, it really just, I love the word that you always use simplicity. It just mm. simplifies things because you have the thing that you're doing. That's your niche. So like you said, with your health coach, that's focusing on nutrition. And then you have that person. This is the what. this is the one person. So if you really, so many people get caught up in this and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pick my best clients. And they, you know, they just get so caught up and stressed over it. And it's really like, think about like the people that you either have already served or that you really love, like you just that one person that if I can serve this one person over and over and over again, and this and pairing that with who the Lord's calling you to, like, that's my best client. These are the people that I really want to talk to. And it just helps simplify your marketing when you can tailor the things that you're saying, your words, your offers to that person. And yes. as so many people, they, they, they think, feel like almost as if they're going to lose other people or they're going to put themselves in a small box and they're not going to be able to build on that. And that's just far from the truth because, I mean, when you speak to everyone, you speak to no one. And like you said, you cannot be a generalist because it is speaking to everyone and you're just going to get lost. <laughs> right. And let me, let, me, let me emphasize that with the best client. Some people say your client avatar. Okay. I'm not into tech. <laughs> I hate the way the world has overtaken tech. It seems right. They're in yeah. control. So I'm not going to embrace the word avatar. I used to years ago, but I do not now. That's why I say it's not an avatar. It's a best client. And I'm truly thinking of, as you said, I'm thinking of my best client. When I send out marketing related to the accelerator, I think mm-hmm. of that client. When, I, when I'm preparing an email that's directed to my mastermind level already at six or multi-six figures, I'm thinking of the one person. But here's another thing to really go double down on in 2024. And that is knowing that best client so well that you know her daily experience mm-hmm. as it relates to what you do and not. So quick example, yes. you need to know what she's thinking when she gets into bed. You need to know what she's thinking when she wakes up. You need to know what she's going through at noon on a Tuesday. And if you're like, Judy, how do I know? You do know, okay? You do know, you do know enough 
in order to figure out, okay, I know what she's doing right now. She has spent the last hour trying to write an email. I'm <laughs> just a quick example of something yeah. that happens a lot. You know, for those that haven't made their first 100K, they're like, I want to send an email today. And they're wasting time staring at that cursor. And they're like, they started it 10 times. That's ah, not good <laughs> enough, you know, whatever. So you need to write about that. When you do, yeah. they're going to be like, oh my gosh, she's in my head. How did she do that? That is powerful marketing. I'm, I'm curious. What do you, what are your thoughts on this idea that generally your best client, your avatar is a past version of yourself? Yeah, that happens I, I, more times than not, yeah. you know? So when you think about that, that's a beautiful beautiful addition to really land what I just said. Mm -hmm. Think about yourself before something clicked, whatever that was to get you to this level of success. Mm -hmm. What was your life like then? And even more than that, as I said, your experiences, but how does that frustration in that example of the email impact your relationship with your kids or your spouse or your, your ability to even interact with friends? Have they gone by the wayside? Like talk about those things in your marketing. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I think about that, I think about like my best client is a mom who wants to pursue her calling. She wants time freedom and she wants to be able to honor her family and her faith, but also have something that has mm. purpose and meaning to it and has an impact. And so I think about, you know, myself five years ago, when I was less lost, like, I don't know, what am I, what am I really doing? Like, what is my purpose here? And how do I really create something that just allows me to be a present mom and to be present with my family and the things that really matter to me in life? So I love yeah. that. Yeah. And so I have no doubt that your methodology in working with your clients addresses one of the questions you mentioned earlier, and I wrote it down. How do I decide? And yes. the short answer, which I know I used to hate when people tell me it was just decide, right? So it's like, how do I decide my purpose? Or how do I decide what to put in my one-to-one -one or my group package or my whatever? And it's like, you decide. You are the CEO. The Lord mm -hmm. God Almighty is the chairman of the board. So you go yes. to him. He's in control. And you are walking out what he's telling you to do using the brain, the strategic brain and intentional thinking that he's gifted you with. Absolutely. And I think we just have to have more trust in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sure. he's already equipped us. He's called, he's pre developed us, prepared us. And he's done all of that so that we can make those decisions so that we can just walk and make those uh, choices that we need to make in business and whatever we're pursuing, whatever we're creating that we already know what we need to know. And if we're walking in alignment with him, if we're going in the wrong way, he's going to steer us back in the other way <laughs> and lead that's us down right. the right path. But we have to have trust in ourselves. I think that's so important and something that a lot of um, women are really struggling is they're just really doubting who they yeah. are and their yeah. abilities. Yes. And that is why if anyone's listening to the sound of my voice and you're smart, I've no doubt you're smart. You love this podcast, Jessica speaking truth. And you're like, yes, amen. Okay. But then what happens? Then 
when we're saying trusting ourselves, really, I mean, this is a convicting thought, Jessica is going to ruffle some feathers, but yeah. in God's um, grace, I'm, I'm telling you, because I used to tell myself this, and I still do sometimes, depending on what I'm thinking, are you believing what you say you believe? Mm. Because we can, you know, repeat all these beautiful scripture, which are all yes in Christ. Hallelujah. Right. Yes. But do we really live that way? Like, like, you know, me pursue yes. the impossible. I'm writing the book. It's going to be coming out later this year. God, by God willing. But do we really act and take steps like we believe that anything's possible in him? Or are we allowing that sneaky enemy's thoughts mm. and whisper? So to stop us. Please don't allow him to win. Anytime you hear, I'm not worthy. I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm too old. I'm too young. That is a lie of the enemy. Reject it. Replace it with scripture and go move forward. Amen. Amen. And it is, I love that you say that because the Lord has spoke to me, spoke to me at one point and he said, you say that you trust me. So show me. And that all came with my beliefs, what I was believing. Yeah. So you say that you trust me. You're reading all these things. You say that you believe. Okay, so show me. And so go ahead and walk boldly and confidently in the things that you call that I've called you to do. Mm -hmm. So love it so much. Love Amen. That. Can I just say this? My husband recently started. He's like, Jude, come here. Let's watch The Chosen. We just started watching The Chosen. It is powerful. Yes. So many episodes were both there in puddles, in tears, because mm -hmm. and I, I, I'm a very emotional person. But but when we're talking about Jesus sweetly talking to us, whispering to us, hey, Jude, Jessica, what did I tell you? Why are you doubting, right? I mean, when I see that man play Jesus, and I know he's not Jesus. Nobody tell yeah. me I'm a title. That's not what I'm saying. But when I see him there acting out his life in those familiar stories. I just feel his presence. And so in that moment of the doubt and the fear and the crap, okay, the enemy's lies, we need to mm -hmm. picture Jesus there saying, I'm here. Like, yeah. do you see me? Do you trust me? I'm with you. I'm for you. Right. It's just yeah. so powerful. Yes. I, I, I love that. Absolutely. And I, the chosen, like I've already gotten through, I think one season and I always have to prepare myself <laughs> when I go to watch it <laughs> because I'm just like sitting there and it just like it just tugs and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And I'm just like you a, a mess. And because <laughs> I I picture it like I see what's happening on the screen and then I am picturing like the scripture and I'm seeing it from the word. And it's yeah. just so powerful. It's so powerful. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to shift gears a little bit and I want to talk about who you are and fully embracing who you are in Christ and how that impacts your business being you being as the cornerstone of your brand. Yeah. I mean, you, you nailed it on my show just a minute ago when we were recording for my show that until you know who you are in Christ, mm -hmm. step one, then number two, being that person. Yes. Until you do those two things, you will feel like unworthy, all the negative and the sensitivities and the mm -hmm. junk of the past will be rearing its ugly head. And I don't know that we ever get over all of that here on earth, not because we couldn't in Christ's power, but because we're humans <laughs> and we have this apparently finite <clears throat> capacity to believe, which we're stretching every day. Right. Mm -hmm. 
So we really need to, I don't know what's going on with my voice there all of a sudden. <laughs> we really need to step into that powerful woman of God that he made you to be. Yeah. And we don't see it. Others can see it, mm. right? I can look yeah. at virtually any other woman and I hear a brief bio and I say, oh my gosh, do you see? Do you see who you are? Do you see how God, you know, prepared? He took this stint at, for me, I used to work in retail. Do you know that he took this time at Macy's and what you learned there in management or with dealing with people or whatever, that's coming into play now. Oh my goodness. Do you see how that's a different perspective? Like, yeah. like we just always, as women, we're too self-deprecating. We can't even take a compliment. But what we need to do, and I feel the spirit moving, thank you, Lord, is that we need to not feel that we're bragging when we're mm -hmm. stepping into who we are. Because let's face it, we want to be led by leaders. And so, you know, think about the doctor. If we go to a doctor who is leading us through that initial intake, tell me what's going on. They're asking all these questions and then they diagnose. Well, if we don't take that leadership on sales calls, if we don't step into that leadership as we go out there and meet people and market our businesses, who's going to want to work with us? So to me, knowing that identity, living it out in faith, I don't feel powerful, but God says I am. Here I go. Until we do that, we're going to struggle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, identity is something that's so, so close to my heart because it was something that I struggled with for so long and knowing who I really was and then believing that and then walking that out. <laughs> and I think that can be really hard to walk that out. We can do, we can do all the journaling and the praying and as much behind closed doors, but then when we are, have to put ourselves at the front, that the, as a face of our business, we have to send those emails. We have to get on the live. We have to do podcasts, recordings. We have to do these things. Then that's when that fear really like, ah, it's like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I don't know who I am. What am I doing here? And it's so important to just be grounded. If you were to give the listeners like a couple like practical tips on how they can ground themselves and build that confidence in who they are so that they can present themselves as that confident leader in their business. Love it. Cause you know, I love to be practical. Okay. So first thing I want to say is I teach my clients what I call the faith fueled thought model. That is where we identify the lies, the thoughts of the enemies that we're believing and we don't reframe it. Why would we reframe something that is is a lie. We, we reject yeah. it and replace it with the truth of God's word. Okay. There's, that's a long thing. You can go over to my podcast and, you know, search for that. And I walk you through that. But as a practical matter here, it really comes up when you, when you know, you have something on your calendar and you're like, Oh no, am I ready for this? Whether that's a launch, whether that's a live, whether that's a, whatever it is in that moment, yeah. we've got to go to God. We have got to seek him in that moment. I love Jeremiah 33, three, and it says, call to me and I will not, I might, I will tell you something great and unsearchable that you do not know. Unsearchable meaning we couldn't even understand it as a human, but for the Lord's 
you know, wisdom. So pray that Jeremiah 33, three, Lord, I need to know something even about me, Lord, and about what I'm about to do that I don't know. And you might not hear it in that moment, but the more you practice that, the more that you will be primed to listen to him and go to him first. Cause I know it's, it's regrettable. I realize in myself when I'm like, I go to my husband sometimes when I'm afraid, instead of going to the Lord, I mean, what? That's insane. (laughs) Right. Second thing is, and this may sound worldly, but it's not when you keep your mind focused on Christ, I close my eyes and I picture myself standing Like I literally say to myself, I am standing in the power of the Lord. And I kind of picture myself just standing like on the ground, like on the grass and I don't have shoes on. So I'm like grounded as they say, but, but I'm rooting myself. You know, it's like we're supposed to be rooted in the Lord and in his Mm -hmm. truth. And so I just picture my feet almost having like, like roots down and I'm anchored in the Lord. And so when I feel like I'm fueled by my faith in the Lord and I'm grounded in him and his love and his truth, how could I not feel bolder, more confident in him in that moment so that I can really step out and do that scary thing? So those are my two big practical things for you to try. I love that. I love that. And when we look at the Passover, right before Jesus was arrested and he goes to pray and he says, you know, father, like take, if it's your will, take this cup, but let your will be done. And then the angel comes and it says that the angel strengthens him because he was in anguish. So he strengthens him. So that is such a beautiful model, right? A a model for us to ground ourselves in prayer and receive the strength that the Holy Spirit has for us because he Mm. will strengthen us when we feel weak and when we're lacking that confidence. So I love that so much. And I, I personally used to, I know, like I repeat myself over and over and over again, and I know you talk about it too, is that faith and prayer and the mindset are beliefs. And I used to hate that. I used to hate it so much because I would always say, I know what I want. I believe that I could be a business owner, a successful business owner. I I got this, but your mindset and your beliefs is the most important thing. (laughs) Like you cannot pursue the other things if you are not in the right headspace, if your belief system and your identity is not rooted and anchored in Christ, you're going to be struggling. (laughs) Your business cannot outgrow you and it cannot outproduce you. So I always say parenting is sanctifying work. That is the work of which I'm most proud that I raised three men strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. And I just this morning was praying, Lord God, keep them strong in you, you know, but also entrepreneurship is sanctifying work. Mm -hmm. Like we really grow in women of the Lord when we seek him as we do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that so much. So Judy, this has been such a great conversation. You have just shared so much wisdom and you have got a freebie for the listeners. And this is your build your six figure faith fueled business. It's a five-day training series. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. I encourage everyone. If you have not made a hundred K year yet, 
May 2024 be your year. And I want you yes. to grab an exclusive five-day training series I did where you're going to learn the simple, oh yeah, simple process for growing a purposeful and profitable, unapologetically profitable ladies, service-based business without overworking, overthinking, or ever compromising your faith in Christ. Okay, I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. It's judyweber.co slash the number five day workshop. But this is something that is so important for you. I take you through five days. It's not just learn, it's implement because every day has a new action item and it's delivered via email. Consume it at your own pace. And I would love to hear feedback from you. And I, I tell you, hey, shoot me an email. Tell me your questions. So we get to work together in this capacity. So I hope you download that. Yeah, I really encourage all the listeners to go to the show notes and get that offer because I've been through Judy's trainings before and she offers so much value. This is not fluff. It is jam packed with value. And that's so important to, you know, you don't see that often. <laughs> so much value in the resources and things that you're receiving sometimes. So definitely go get that. So where can the listeners find you? Where do you hang out? Yes, I hang out more and more on Instagram, but you can find me everywhere, everywhere, meaning Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Judy Weber Co. at Judy Weber Co. And on my podcast, Joyful Scaling Podcast, we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on all the platforms. But if you want to check it out on my site, it's judyweber.co slash podcast. And I would love for, I'd love to receive a personal note. Last thing I'll say is this, voice notes. If you are not leaving voice notes, if you don't know about voice notes through, you know, either one of those platforms, it is a powerful way to connect. When you hear someone's voice, it's more impactful than just looking at the flat word. So please, I'd be honored if you'd reach out. Absolutely. I love that little, that little tip there. Voice notes, they are very powerful and they really help just connect you. We live in a world where we get so much spam <laughs> and we don't know if it's assistance behind accounts or things like that. And people are just really craving a personal connection. And it's just honestly, for me, it's so much easier to grab the voice note and, and talk really quick for 20 seconds than to try to type something out. So love that. So Judy, thank you so much for joining us here on a purposeful brand podcast. Do you have one last thought you'd love to leave the listeners with? Yeah, what I mentioned in the freebie, thank you for this opportunity. As Christians, I see a lot of confusion. This is a business, but it's my ministry. Shouldn't I give it away? Okay, hold on a second. Go to Proverbs 31, 18, where in scripture, this woman who is held up as a beautiful woman of God, a no wife of noble character, and it says yeah. her trading was profitable. Yes. So I encourage you to go all in, on this calling that the Lord's brought you to in business and do it unapologetically because it's all for him and for his glory. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Judy, for joining me on the podcast. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear this episode and get to know you and fall in love with you. Thanks, Jessica. It has been such a joy. It's wonderful to know you, sister. So thanks again. All right. That's a wrap for today's episode. I pray this episode blessed you and I hope you found inspiration and a renewed sense of purpose. If you enjoyed this episode and found value in it, will you leave a review? Your reviews help this podcast reach more women like you. And here's a fun way to show your support. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag us at a purposeful brand podcast so I can connect with you and reshare your stories. 
Remember, your journey is unique, your gifts are powerful, and your faith is your greatest asset. So until next time, keep dreaming big, taking inspired action, and living out your calling. I can't wait to join you again next week as faith means entrepreneurship right here on A Purposeful Brand.